One man's toxic sludge is another man's potpourri. The Grinch said that, and I'm saying this. Welcome to High and Low. Good day and good night. Welcome to the High and Low Basketball Show. This is episode number 100 and Grinch, a.k.a. episode number 186. The Grinch never wore the number 86. He, he wasn't born in the year 1986. The original Grinch who stole Christmas movie was released in 1966, not even 1986. So, so why am I naming this episode after the Grinch? Other than the fact the Grinch who stole Christmas aired on CBS with closed captions for the first time on December 17, 1986. The Grinch is the perfect representation of this particular installment of high and low because i like to zig when everyone zags everyone settled into the holiday spirit we're all in a festive and celebratory mood as they say it's the most wonderful time of the year the hap happiest season of all the festive content is flooding our media and all is positive and lovely except here on high and low we're in Grinch mode. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Again, welcome to the show. My name is Ike Meiji. Around here, we live by a principle governed by the high and low lives of the world, which means we talk about basketball, especially and specifically the NBA, and we talk about it at any time, anywhere, north, south, east, west, high and low. And this week on the show, I'm on location recording live from somewhere. <laughs> That's for my uh, fellow Black Star appreciators. I could tell you what state or province I'm in right now at this very moment, but I think this week it's more important to know my state of mind. Never mind New York. Shout out to Eric Me and Rakim. A lot of rap references right there. Anyway, um, instead of frolicking in the holiday cheer, I'm taking the mood down a bit, kicking some dirt on the snow. We're stuffing our satchels with Christmas trees and presents and telling you what people and telling you what people hate about the NBA. Yes, what they hate. That's what all of this is for. This lead up was just to tell you that I'm going to talk about or not me. I'm not going to talk about it, but I'm going to share comments from people who hate the NBA and why they hate the NBA. So forget about the love and positivity for a moment. Let's stew in the negativity, uh, but not completely, of course, not completely. I don't want to be nihilistic. High and low is not a nihilistic place. Um, and let me say, this isn't coming out of nowhere. I was uh, talking to my cousin the other day. Um, he's in high school. I used to hoop with this kid. Taught him how to play the game when he was younger. I asked him if he, he'd been watching the in-season tournament. Actually, shout out to the Lakers on their tournament win. Uh, and he, he told me, he doesn't watch the NBA anymore. Uh, so, of course, I asked him why. And he says, the NBA sucks. Players are too soft. They cry too much. <laughs> and, and it's not the first time I've heard that from people who, who used to watch the game. It got me thinking about this paradoxical relationship between the NBA and its fans, former fans, casuals. And similar to the paradox the Grinch was faced with when he was busy pilfering and purloining in Whoville. I feel like that is the that is what fans of the league are faced with. And just just a quick rundown 
as we uh, traverse through Hoopville, not Hooville, but Hoopville, where uh, there are no holding hands. There's no song and dance, happy-go-lucky commentary. This is a place of negativity, at least for this episode. Somebody's being negative. I'm going to go. Uh, and how are we going to do that? Well, like I mentioned, I got the comments. I ventured into NBA Reddit, and I thought I'd share some comments from a thread <laughs> about people who hate the NBA NBA Grinches, if you will. Uh, and I also have a listener question that will definitely keep us on that Grinch theme. At least might might upset some some specific people. Uh, it's about high and low contributors like Hugo the Sheik, Mitch Orsadi, the guest Stephen Leslie, King from Parts Unknown, Kevin Christopher, Sean Khan. Uh, one could consider this a, a comment more than a question, but I don't know. You be the judge. Anyway, stay tuned for that. Before we lock in, let me check in. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. And of course, I'm always checking in with you, the listeners of the show, high and low lives of the world. I hope you're having a great week. Thank you for joining me this week. Thank you for joining me for another installment of the show. Just wanted you to know that we did it. We're in. Welcome to the show. Another week, another episode, more NBA. So, of course, more high and low. Things are certainly happening in the NBA. You have questions. We have answers. So, of course, let's talk about it. Let's talk about something important. This week's question is from Cheryl in Toronto. Her question is this. Love the solo episodes. Keep going. I also enjoy the group episodes. How would you rank the guests you have on the show? Uh, <laughs> good question, Cheryl. Uh, actually, when I saw this question in the inbox, I responded immediately to Cheryl. I told her uh, my conscience would never allow me to rank uh, the contributors. <laughs> uh, never. I, could, I couldn't rank these guys or these people so to speak uh, and Cheryl immediately replied with three words I'll do it <laughs> so I present to you Cheryl's rankings of the high and low contributors she calls them guests but I say contributors it's all semantics you, you get what I'm saying so she is ranking them from last to first starting with in last place <laughs> Uh, Kevin Christopher and a comment is this he was he was entertaining and I would love to hear him on a podcast about movies or TV shows but he didn't strike me as the type that watched or played basketball wow that's cold blooded uh, next is Sean Khan uh, it's hard to know what his opinion is I guess that's why you all call him a fence sitter why uh, and he doesn't seem to like basketball or watch it which he has openly admitted on the show. Maybe Ike is being ironic by inviting Sean to the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. What did you just say to me? This is Cheryl's top five. Hugo. Hugo is next up. He's in a different world. He makes me laugh all the time, but I wonder if it's on purpose. Uh, it's like watching Nicolas Cage in any movie. He plays the contrarian because he can even if it's detrimental to the conversation. What did you say? But Hugo is funny. Is that it? You gotta be kidding. Nice. And next up is Mitch Orsati. Knowledgeable, purposeful, and genuinely seems to appreciate the NBA. Love his insights. And he was right about the Nuggets and Jokic before anyone else on the show. 
maybe with the exception of Ike and his weird MPJ fetish. Hey, 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 relax. Anyway, uh, next up is Stephen Leslie. Okay, now we're in our top three. Cheryl's top three, I should say. Same adjectives as Mitch's. Stephen is knowledgeable and genuinely seems to like the NBA. He might not talk as much as you go, but he hits hard when he does. He might have been higher if he wasn't so biased towards the Lakers. That's the in-season tournament champion. Lakers of Los Angeles, by the way. <laughs> uh, and number two on Cheryl's list is King from Parts Unknown. Hey, listen, her comment is this. Bring him back every week. His insights and concepts might be abstract, but they're more accurate than not. I love the chemistry between between him and Ike, like listening to brothers or best friends arguing in a locker room or barbershop. King is probably the only one who knocks Ike off his steady rhythm, even if it's just a little. Why is it why is this about me? Anyway, it's entertaining to listen to. Bring King back every week. It's funny. Very funny. Uh, let's go to number one. Cheryl's number one guest. Drum roll. Sirit. So he best guest you've ever had. That be, oh, that means that Cheryl is an OG because Sirit was um, Sirit was a guest on one of our very early episodes. Uh, but anyway, uh, best guest you've ever had, and I'm sure she hasn't been back because she's busy on the ringer, uh, which is true. And maybe Yugo was so rude she never wanted to come back. Uh, Sirit is smart and engaging. She would fit right in with some of the unique topics you have trade her for you go wow. sounds like cheryl's coming at you it's coming at Hugo's neck um but <laughs> there you go uh thank you very much cheryl usually we have listener top fives in our promos but cheryl just dropped a top five right here um, you know I mean, we have a list uh so that, so that might be it for this week i mean that's that's good i'm sure some high and low contributors will be flattered and some will be flabbergasted by those rankings and comments, but uh, hey, this is season for a little, little of both. Grinch mode, bitch. Uh, anyway, Cheryl in Toronto, shout out to you. Thanks for the question and answer. Uh, that was a high and low first, I think, which is why I had to share it this week. Yeah, I think that was a that was definitely a first. Uh, anyway, shout out to you and your folk in Toronto. Appreciate you. Quick reminder to High and Low Lives, if you want to leave a question for us or or if you want to leave a question and an answer, just like Cheryl did, well, uh, you can send your DM to us on TikTok at More High and Low or on Instagram at Get High and Low. Links are in the show notes. It's time for us to take a quick break. When we come back, let's find out why people hate the NBA so much. This is the High and Low Basketball Show. We'll be right back. This week in NBA history, the league tried something new. On December 11, 1946, the Chicago Stags faced the Cleveland Rebels in a groundbreaking NBA experiment. The game deviated from the norm with 15-minute quarters instead of the usual 12. The extended play led to a unique contest, culminating in an 88-70 victory for the Stags. Beyond the scores, this experimental clash marked a pivotal moment in basketball history, showcasing the sport's continual quest for innovation. 
That was a little something for the NBA history nerds. Now let's get back to the high and low NBA show. And we are back. I'm Mike Amechi, and this is the High and Low Basketball Show, Grinch edition, of course. Uh, once a year, many people in the world are enveloped in festive holiday sap. Many prepare for festivities with big smiles and open hearts. Uh, for the sake of this exercise, let me personify the NBA as a child filled with glee and hope as it awaits a holiday season full of gifts and goodies. If that child was associated to any of the people I'm about to read comments from, uh, there would be nothing but stale cookies and lumps of coal in their stockings. And, uh, NBA fans can be fickle. They can be duplicitous, uh, fleeting with their praise and hate. To be an NBA appreciator or observer is to exist in this paradoxical void where you can be as close to those who love the game than to those who hate it. It's it's a weird space, but anyway, let's let's embrace it. Let's dive into it. There's one thing I hate: all the noise, 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 noise. This first comment is from, and I'm gonna try to get this name right. There, Alamirali. All right, read it out. Every highlight video on social media. So many comments aren't even people enjoying or being amazed by the highlight, but rather them hating on it or finding a way to critique it, or an NBA player doing something spectacular and the fans finding a way to take away from it. As KD once tweeted, NBA fans don't like anything about the NBA, and it's weird. It really is freaking weird. Perhaps I'm blind to it, but I don't see this from other sports. All right. So, I don't know if this is a symptom of NBA. Actually, no, I do know. This is, I don't know if this is NBA fandom. I think this is just social media in general but anyway let's move on this next one is by cheeky lizard as a casual fan i would think they're turned off by the flopping you have giant men falling over all the time when it doesn't make sense as a diehard fan for me the incessant traveling makes it hard to watch sometimes step back sidestep threes or travels 90 percent of the time it's a new phenomena but has changed the game forever shout out to andre 5000 for the read I don't know, in my opinion, this comment is all about the NBA's inconsistent officiating and blatant disregard for, for rules at times. I mean, you don't want officials blowing the whistle every 30 seconds. So, I don't know. See, you don't want to put it on the refs. I put this on the players. Most of the time, they know, they know exactly what they're doing. They know that they're violating a rule. They're just trying to get an edge because every inch counts. Pause. Uh, anyway, okay. Next one is by No Chaser, thirty-five, thirty-five. Regular season means very little compared to other sports. Players are divas and flop like fish all over the court. Players switching teams whenever they get remotely unhappy. Refs are ass. Ah, yeah. So this is such a heavy comment that hits. Oof, this hits every nerve for the casual. Uh, yes, the regular season is too long. Uh, but you can't shorten it. The league is locked in. The TV deal ensures that uh, flopping. I feel is being addressed. But let's be honest, it's it's just as much a part of the game as it, as it is in soccer. Um, it's still annoying and hard to watch. Not going to disagree with that. Uh, players switching teams. That I'm not, that's facts. 
Uh, respect to Steph Curry for carrying the torch once held by the likes of Kobe and Duncan and Dirk. You know, players who would just spend their entire career playing for one team. Uh, maybe Giannis will be another one. Yeah, let's put Giannis in the same in the same boat. Hopefully, he he sticks to it just like Steph is doing. Anyway, uh, let's move on. <laughs> Trappy Potter. Trappy Potter. NBA is so marketable that even C-tier players are celebrities. So it's no different than people talking shit about famous people, except they're emotionally invested in day-to-day outcomes like winning and having a good image as a team or fan, especially with gambling. You'd look dumb hate-tweeting a random NFL player who plays once a week and can go to a drive through without being recognized. But tweet some shit to Talon Horton Tucker, who's in public exposure at least twice a week where you see his whole face, and he's probably seeing it or someone else is seeing it and reacting to it for comedy. It's a weird parasocial dynamic. This is great perspective from Trappy Potter. I actually give this commenter an applause. Um, yeah, the NBA is, is a victim of its own success. You know, basically fans hate because they're given so much to hate on. You know, yeah, this is this is a great comment. Uh, I mean, if the league was less marketable, well, we would only focus on the few while being less invested in the majority. So, yeah, definitely like big facts. All right. Next comment is by Mormonite. Mormonite. I personally love the NBA, but asking some of my friends who've stopped watching, almost all of them say that the three point era has killed the game. They say the game was more methodical with post moves and mid-range being spectacular to watch, while watching guys give up open lanes to shoot and brick 3S half the game really kills it. I somewhat agree that the three-point revolution has made things a tad bad. Mm. So the three-point three point line, three-point shooting, uh, seems to be coming up quite a bit. It came up quite a bit in, in some of the comments, a lot of the comments that I read. It feels like an old head wallowing in, in nostalgia. And don't get me wrong, I can appreciate the way the game used to be played. Uh, but today's game is a reaction to fans in the 90s. Fans didn't like the low-scoring affairs, the grinding, defensive pugilism. Uh, they wanted scoring, and they got it. So I guess they did too much. Anyway, uh, let's move Let's move on. Uh, actually, shout out to Andre5000, 5000, 5000 uh, for reading out these comments. Uh, I have to be honest, this is therapeutic, man. This feels it feels really good to get this out. So much hate in the air. I hate your guts! Just releasing all that toxicity. Uh, it's almost like sucking the poison out of a bite. I shouldn't say out of it, just a bite, any bite. Uh, let's say someone that was bitten by a venomous snake. You got to suck the poison out of it. You got to pull that poison out. Anyway, more poison after this break. This is High and Low. And I'm back. I'm Mike Amici. This is high and low. And we are still in Grinch mode. Uh, I have some more comments by people who hate the NBA. Uh, hey, some, sometimes you have to have to face your demons or your Grinches. Head on. Let's get into it. This one's by Grumpy Taves. Grumpy Taves. Yes. 
Also, the NBA regular season most strongly correlates to championship success when compared to the other major sports. The best team wins most often. If you actually watch the season, you can basically figure out what two, three, four teams have a legit shot. Yeah. The NBA is too predictable. That's what I'm getting from this. I mean, this league telegraphs itself worse than any other league or better. I don't know. Depends on how you see it. Uh, but I feel like the, the league tried to create parity. They tried to be less predictable. I mean, on the surface, you could say it's it's worked. You know, the NBA has crowned a different champion. Uh, no repeats. Five straight seasons. They haven't had that since the 70s when they had six different champs and six seasons from like 1975 to 1980. Uh, however, I see Grumpy's point. You know, within the parameters of one season, uh, we've seen a team that would break away from the pack early and then just stay away. They would just stay away from the pack until being crowned. That that's that happens. Uh, it's less likely to happen than than often in other leagues. So yeah, it's, it seems like an NBA problem. Except in 2019, the Raptors did not. They were not early favorites and did not pull away. But anyway, it's not a Raptors podcast. Moving on. Silfid FC. That's the next comment. I know some people who refuse to watch the NBA because the game is for and played by p***s compared to the NFL and NHL. What did you say? And I also know co-workers who hate the NBA for being too political. I like this one. I like this one. Yeah. yeah. Definitely shots fired by Stilford. I mean, they said for and by, which basically covers everyone. So let's all let's all hold hands and just feel hurt together. Uh, uh, putting that aside, I think it comes down to the basic foundational rules of the game. You know, football and hockey are contact sports, you know, especially the NFL. The game is basically predicated on violent, aggressive contact. The NBA is not that. In fact, it's the opposite. Slight contact. Touch fouls. That's that's whistled. The essence of the game is much softer than than the NFL, but uh, anyway, players play the game. They're given. Moving on. Next one is from Kessler D. Kessler or Kessler D. Ninety nine or Kessler ninety nine. I don't know. Let's 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 hear it. I personally dislike how the NBA is like a soap opera. The players are pretty self absorbed. I just want to watch two teams play each other. I know I can always look at it that way, but the drama inevitably gets in your face if you consume media. So. I don't know. The NBA sells the game. NBA media sells stories. They create the narratives, magnify the moments, and they shine so much light on the lives of players away from the game that, you know, it's all part of the sports economy. I'm part of the problem, I guess, because I like the stories. I like the game, but I like the stories as well. And let's be honest, the NFL does a pretty good job of that, too. So. Let's let's cast aspersions everywhere. <laughs> okay, next one is from KPEDS45. Next comment. Next next hating comment. What is it? Soft, too much scoring, unrelatable, politics, etc. Players not playing is another thing that's starting to really grind people's gears a lot, starting to become an issue in the NHL as well. Best thing about the NFL is the players play. Okay. So players being soft in comparison to the NFL, the NBA's politics. Uh, oh, the interesting part of this comment is players not playing. 
which the league tried to address with with their new policy this season. But it's, I mean, it's obviously not working. I think Pandora's box is wide open with this. It's the norm now. And I think it's it's the one aspect of the NBA that will ultimately hurt the NBA the most going forward. Because honestly, I mean, if you look at it in a certain way, it's theft. You know, fans pay big money to watch games with the promise of competition. And that competition involves the top players that are being paid top dollar because fans pay to watch. Fans tune in to watch these players. And when fans tune in, brings in more sponsorship money, those advertising dollars, they come in. When people stop watching, advertising dollars disappear, which affects the salary cap. And that will affect the player salaries because those will plummet. Yeah, it's all, it's a domino effect. So let's keep an eye on this one. But anyway, just as the Grinch committed a clandestine act of dissent with a plan to abscond with symbols of affluence I set out to expose the cracks and the ugliness of the league the chasm between the game and its fans this was my subversive mission to dismantle the the veneer of holiday cheer to reveal the stark reality beneath beneath the NBA beneath this fandom, beneath this media. And as the Grinch's acts of subversion became a testament to the resilience of community, I'm hoping the perspective that one would take away from this could be the catalyst of some sort of metamorphosis. Uh, or maybe it just feels good to hate sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Grinch mode. Why the f- I can't shoot three-point shots? And that brings us to the end of this episode of High and Low. I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, remember to subscribe to High and Low anywhere you find podcasts. Make us a party weekly routine. Hey, you know what? It's the holidays. Share this one with uh, with five people that you feel would that would appreciate the series, our show, our podcast. You know, we're trying to grow the community. Tell them we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on Twitter now known as X we're on YouTube send them those links and you know where you can find them the links are in the show notes and uh, hey once again music is by live of the enjoy music group that's the music you listen to right now you can find live on X and on Instagram at LYVE additional music is by Sonny Rockwell of the goodness sound design is by Vaughn August this is a Vaughn Abraham podcast just in case you didn't know so on behalf of the Grinch I'm Ike Mechi. Thank you for listening to High and Low. And we'll talk to you next week.